whenever people go to your website, and again, if it's designed right, they're there and all they're learning about is you and your books. There's, that's all that's there. If you send them to your Amazon page, there, there is so much else on there for them to get distracted by. And then they're like, oh, let me click on that. Ooh, let me click on, and then they're, they, they're, they've gone away from your page <laughs> and they probably forgot by the time they get down the rabbit hole, why they even got on there. You don't want that. You want them coming to your website with the purpose of purchasing your book. And that is the whole goal of your website. There's no distractions. They're getting to know you because there's pictures of you on the website and you should have pictures of yourself on your website. Um, it helps them to create a connection with you, helps them to learn about you as a person, and then obviously learn more about your book. We became writers because more than anything, we wanted to share our stories with the world. But the reality is, becoming a successful author requires more than brainstorming, outlining, and editing. We realized that without an audience, our books would never reach readers' hands. So we have to take action. I'm Joanna Cole, and I'm on a mission to help you get your books visible and into readers' hands. To do that, we need to work together. You need to continue to write your story and I will provide you with the strategies and resources you need to become the success you were meant to be. As authors, one of the most important things to have for your brand is your author website. This is a place where your visitors can go and get to know more about you and really connect with you in an authentic way. And SiteGround has helped me to do just that. With SiteGround, I can now connect with my audience by providing hosts that's not only affordable, but also reliable. With SiteGround, you can bring your readers into your community and introduce them to you and who you are, what you do, and why they should stick around. Start connecting with your readers today by getting your hosting from SiteGround. You can get yours for only $3.99 by heading over to jewishpages.com forward slash SiteGround. That's jewishpages.com forward slash S-I-T-E-G-R-O-U-N-D. Hey guys, welcome back to the Books, Plugs and Business podcast show with your host, Joe Nicole. And I have a really amazing episode for you guys today because I have always wanted to introduce guests to the show. And so today's the first day that we are doing that. And I'm so excited. I'm so proud of the episode that we even produced as well too, because I think it's really insightful for our authors out there who are listening. We are talking about website building and we are talking about that with Tiffany Nicole. We're doing the website practices and the importance of having a website. And Tiffany is just a joy to be around. So she went from being an independent licensed therapist to becoming a certified ketogenic diet coach to running her own e-commerce shop to having her own website design business. So she has been around the entrepreneurial life for many, many years. And she's also an independent mom of two amazing boys. And she's also a dog mom. So when she's not working, you can find her either spending time with her family, having a good cup of coffee in the morning. She loves to learn new skills and travel. She loves reading mystery thriller novels, guys. And you know I love reading mystery thriller novels. You know that I write mystery thriller novels. So we got something in common. It was just so cool to talk to her. And of course, Netflix. She loves a good Netflix binge. Don't judge her. I ain't judging her. I love a good Netflix as well, too. And when she's not doing all that, you can find her volunteering 
with using her tech skills for the animal rescue nonprofit organization. So she's very generous with that as well too. And she was just a joy to be around. She was really fun to talk to. And I can't wait for you guys to hear everything that she has to say on website practices. So in this episode, we're gonna be talking about how a website can make you stand out from the crowd and how it allows you to market your books with pride. Tiffany also spoke on the website practices that I myself didn't know and I have websites and that I was neglecting as well too. And also to probably the most exciting thing of this entire episode was when she started talking about the one page website. It will blow your mind. Trust me when I say that. So just hearing me talk about it is not going to do. So you need to hear it from her mouth. So without further ado, let us welcome Tiffany Nicole. We want to welcome Tiffany Nicole to the Books, Blogs and Business podcast show. Welcome, Tiffany. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I am super excited too. I just wanted to point out that you are our first ever guest on the Books, Blogs and Business show. How does it feel? Oh, that feels so exciting. It feels really, really exciting. Um, I'm excited for you. I'm excited for your podcast. And also for me, this is actually my first podcast interview. So I'm also excited for me doing my first podcast interview. Oh my gosh, look at that. So it's a first for both of us. This is super, super exciting. So let's get into it. You know, the first thing that we want to talk about is your story. And I know that as a web designer, of course, you must have an interesting story. It's how you get started. So let us talk about like, what was the reasons? Like, why did you get started as a web designer? First, I have to say, like, I worked for 10 years as um, a therapist. Like, um, I know that's totally different from a web designer. Um, and then I decided that I really wanted to be home with my family and have more freedom and a less restrictive schedule. And so I started online coaching. And then from there... When I started working behind the scenes is where I got connected to web design, which uh-huh. is not something I ever thought. I never have, would have thought that I'd be a web designer, but I fell in absolute love with it. And so now my why is not only my freedom and making my own schedule and being home with my family, my biggest why for other than I just am incredibly passionate and love designing websites is... I remember whenever I, way back before I was a web designer, um, someone, I had to have someone design a website for me. I know that's funny hearing that from, from a web, web, web designer, but I remember that moment when I saw the, the website, you know, it was done and finished and I, it made me feel so professional and so, I don't know, big is the only word I know how to put out there, but I, I, I had, I'm on the web. I have my own website. Uh, it was such an exciting feeling for me. And now my very favorite part of working with my clients is that moment when I first unveil, whether it's the whole, usually it's not the whole website, but it's usually like the homepage is what I reveal first. Although there have been times when I haven't revealed the website till the whole thing's done. And that moment, usually I do it whenever we're on like Zoom together. And I, so, so we're looking at each other and while I'm showing them the site. And that moment, I mean, for 95% of my clients, that moment when they first see their website, the look on their face and 
the words that they say. Some have even um, cried. Oh, my. That is my very favorite moment. That is my very favorite moment. I am helping business owners, and I, I work with some nonprofits as well. I'm helping them put themselves online, give themselves some online real estate, and set them up for being able to scale and grow their business. And that is my very, very favorite part of what I do and why I do it. Wow. Just wow. I'm across here and I'm just smiling because I understand. I understand the feeling of when that website is revealed. And I understand when you said that you felt so professional and big. Because I remember my first time as well too when I finally bought my domain and my hosting and I built my first site. And the feeling of just knowing that, oh my gosh, I finally here, I have reached, you know, because before you always think that only persons that have websites are persons who are like these big shots, those persons who have like these big companies, they have websites, mm-hmm. then to know that, yeah, yeah, you as, you know, just a normal individual and you have a website as well as like, yeah, you, you are very happy and you feel big and professional. It's so true. Yes. <laughs> yes. Very much so. <laughs> I also do like how you said that you wanted to stay home with your family, which is so important these days. I know a lot of persons, the reason why they start their own businesses is because they want to spend more time with their family. So that's really, really good. That's a really good why. Oh, yes. Very, very important. I, I can't imagine going back to where I had to work, you know, nine to five and leave the house every day and yeah, I I couldn't go back to that if I tried, I don't think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then too, you may miss like these really big moments in your family's life while you're outside there. So it's definitely a really good why. How long have you been at this whole website designing thing though? Um, I've been designing website websites for about five years now. And prior to that, like I said, I did some, you know, I'm some online work as a coach and that was probably for two and a half years. So I've been on, I've been, you know, an entrepreneur online for, what does that make it? Seven and a half years. Wow. That's, that's amazing. I, I, I just started. So I'm looking forward to five years. I'm looking forward to seven years. I'm looking forward to 10 years, but seven and a half years. That's really nice. And how have, are you enjoying it so far? Oh, I, well, I, like I said, I, I love what I do. I, I mean, I, I'm doing what I love. I'm doing it on my, ske- on my schedule. I do not like rigid schedules. I may be working at 3 p.m. in the afternoon. I may be working at 3 a.m. in the morning. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I'm here for it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you know, I, I and, and again, like we talked about, I'm home with my family. So that's what I love best. I so agree. And I can hear the joy in your voice. So know that, yeah, this is, this is definitely where you need to be. And this is what you do enjoy. I know a lot of persons who are listening would want to know what is the importance of having a website because as you know, my listeners are authors. And so there are differing opinions with regards to having a website. So we have persons who say, yes, you must have a website. It's imperative. And then there are persons who would say, no, you don't need a website. You could do this instead. So then what would be the advice you would give my the listeners as regards to the importance of having a website? Um, 
I mean, for anyone, almost anyone, I think that it's important for them to have a website for many reasons. I know that there's a lot of people out there that say, oh, I don't need a website. I just use social media. And just today, in fact, I screenshot it so I could use it as an example for people. They talked about they just lost their whole Instagram account that they spent six years building up. Oh, my gosh. Everything gone. Mm -hmm. So the point is you own your, well, depending on which platform you use, the platform that I use is WordPress. You own, you own your site. You're not depending on any other company, any other platform to make sure that you stay up there and don't lose everything. So that, that's like one, one reason right there that I, I think that you should have a website. Um, it establishes you as a professional. It, if it's designed properly, then it highlights your expertise and makes you show up as the authority in your field. Um, it lets people get to know you and make, make that connection with you and people buy from who they know, like, and trust. And then with the audience that we're talking about or that is secure, um, authors in particular, more than anything, I feel that authors need a website. Um, I know I've heard from some authors who feel that it's fine just to have their Amazon page or something similar to that, and that that's all that they need. Mm -hmm. Whenever people go to your website, and again, if it's designed right, they're there and all they're learning about is you and your books. There's That's all that's there. If you send them to your, your Amazon page, they're... There is so much else on there for them to get distracted by. And then they're like, oh, let me click on that. Oh, let me click on And then they're, they, they're, they've gone away from your page. <laughs> and they probably forgot by the time they get down the rabbit hole why they even got on there. You don't <laughs> want that. You want them coming to your website with the purpose of purchasing your book. And that is the whole goal of your website. There's no distractions. They're getting to know you because there's pictures of you on the website and you should have pictures of yourself on your website. Mm -hmm. um, it helps them to create a connection with you, helps them to learn about you as a person, and then obviously learn more about your book. So that is why I really think that authors, more than almost anyone, need their own website. Wow, I love that. I totally agree with the reasons that you're giving here. And just to go back on what something that you said earlier, when you talked about this person that they lost their Instagram account after building up for six years, I could relate to it somewhat because I don't think it was six years, but I did spend a few years building up my Instagram account as well too. And then in a matter of seconds, I did lose my Instagram account. And up to this day, I still haven't gotten it back. I had to start an entire new account. And that, that's usually how it goes. You usually can't get it back. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No matter how much you would like message or whatever, it, it doesn't work. Mm -hmm. So you have to start from the ground up and you have to start from ground zero again. And it can be very annoying and irritating, especially if social media is the only place you have for persons to go to get to know you. Yes. And I mean, and, and that was just an example. Not everyone believes that, but that, but that is something that I hear out there a lot. I don't need a website. I just need social media. So that was just 
an example that popped into my head, but yeah. you know. And it's true because you, you don't own social media. I remember too, I, I was talking to a friend and they were saying that you need to move persons off of social media onto your website, onto your email list. Because you remember when Instagram and everything went down last year, I think it was, and persons were going crazy because they were having Oh like, yeah, I know. Yeah. What do we do? Facebook's down. I know. Yeah. I know. And it was a, it was craziness and persons didn't have an email list or have their website or anything like that. Everything was on social media and they had lost so many sales, thousands of dollars in sales because they didn't have like a second place for persons to go. Exactly. And that, and and you also bring up bring up a good point. Another reason for having a website is to build your email list. Yeah. I mean, that that's like a key part of what your website should be doing for you. Because when visitors come to your website, they don't necessarily and don't usually buy on the very first visit. But if you are building your website list, then you have other chances to get back in front of them. And it usually, and it can take, I don't, I, there's this saying out there in marketing that Many times it takes someone as many as seven times of being put in front of you and your offer before they actually buy. Yeah. And so using your website to build your email list is critical. Yeah, that is true. That is true. I, I also too, I explained to my listeners that you need to look at your own habits. So when it comes to you scrolling on social media, what do you do when you scroll on social media? And when it comes to when you end up on a website or when you're going to buy something, how long does it take you before you actually buy a particular thing? How long does it take you before you actually watch a video on YouTube? Sometimes it takes me a while. It takes me days for me to see the video constantly, constantly see me thumbnail just to go and watch the video. So how long does it take you to do something? Examine like your own user habits and then you would understand how other persons do what they need to do in order when, it, when they come in contact with your website or your social media page. So the importance is not just with social media, but really and truly you need to have a website as an author. I totally agree. Totally agree. Another thing too you mentioned too was distractions. And um, a lot of persons I know say that all they need is an Amazon page or they need just the Goodreads page. So they just need that alone. But really and truly Amazon is very distracting. So you get on there and you definitely forget what you came to do. I mean, people online, people online literally have the attention of a squirrel. Yeah. It's so easy when you get online. And this is, this is, re, this is research. Yeah. Whenever you get online, there are so many distractions and it's so easy to be like, Ooh, let me just click. And it's so easy to just click that and then click that. And so if they're on a page and there's all these distractions, likely they're not going to stay on that page. They're going to be clicking because that's just the nature of people online. Yeah, that's so true. As well as to, yeah, I mean, again, check in user habits, seeing how you use it and you understand how other persons use the app. And that is good. When it comes to like alternatives. So I know that we were talking earlier and we were talking about, you know, just making sure that you at least have something when it comes to having an author website, what would you suggest if a person can't be able to afford a big website or a lavish website, what would you suggest that they do initially right now? So I totally get it. Whenever, whenever you're, you know, starting out, you don't always have the funds 
for a huge, big, elaborate website. I get that. And you don't, you don't need that. What I suggest for people is to at least have a, what I call a one pager, just a one page site. And that's all you need. You don't need to have a huge elaborate site with the about page and the, you know, buy page and the testimonial page. You don't need all that. Just a simple one page site, but it does need to be a real site, meaning it needs to be a site where you have your own domain. So it's not going to some weird looking domain that does not look professional and it does not look trustworthy. And also um, it's important to have a site where you can have your own domain up there so that you can also get your professional email because you don't want to be out there using your Gmail or your Yahoo that doesn't look professional and people don't trust that. So a simple one-pager site where you have your own domain is all that you need to get started. And um, if you build it on something like, like I, I do, I actually have a little, a little starter package for people who are just starting out because I want to fulfill that need. And the way that I build the website is they, they can start out with this little one-pager. Then as their business grows and they can afford more and afford a bigger site, they don't have to start from scratch. I can build that site out without starting all over from scratch. The, the site can grow as they grow. I like that. I like that they don't have to go from scratch with them. That gives them more encouragement to want to get their site built. So that, that's, that's, that's genius. That's good. So with regards to this one page, right? We have this one page. What would you suggest that we put on this one page that would get our visitors to probably join our email list or really actually build that no like trust factor? So the way that I'm speaking for, for me, I guess, the way that I build it, if I'm building it, um, I mean, I make it look like a site, like a, like a, as much like a, you know, it, whenever they come to your one pager, it looks like a regular website. It doesn't look like, like some landing page, like that you'd build on MailChimp or build on ClickFunnels or whatever. It looks like a regular website. So I, I would have the most important things on there. They'd have a nice hero header image, clearly stating who they are and, you know, what, what their purpose is, how they can help you, whatever. And then I would have a little about section about them so that the person can get to know them. I'd have how they can, you know, what they, what they sell or how they can help you, whatever they're, whatever they're doing Um, for the author. I would um, right below the hero image, actually before even the about section, I would have um, a section highlighting whatever their latest book is, is what I would do. And then, you know, the about, have a little about section, not didn't need to be really long, but something so they can get to know you and have a picture of you and to see you and all that. And then you obviously, you also want to have your call to action, which would be, you know, buy your book. But then you also want another, like we were talking about um, building your email list at the somewhere nearer the bottom. I want a call to action for whatever your, what I call a freebie is so that you can add, so can people say, yeah, I want that. And you, they get added to your email list. For authors, what they what usually works best for authors for a freebie is is to like give away like um, for free the first chapter of their book or you know their latest book or one of their books that yeah. that that gets people to say yes I want that for authors more than anything else I've found 
And then, you know, you want to highlight whatever else you feel, you know, sets you up as the expert, whatever, you know, if you're an author and you, there's, you have more books than just one, then you want to put all of your books there and have a, have a button where they can click to buy. Um, and then you want to have your, you know, a little a footer on there um, with all of the stuff that a normal website would have on their, their footer, their copyright, their privacy policy, all of that stuff. So really that's it. But the point is it's set up to, it looks like a professional website. It doesn't look like just a little landing page. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. No, really. That makes, that makes total sense. I don't always explain these things very well. <laughs> I think you explain it really, really well because in my mind, and I'm looking to see, I'm like, oh, because at first... I am thinking just a, a basic site. I'm thinking actually a landing page. And I'm like, how am I going to get all this information to fit on this one page? But the way you explained it, I now understand, okay, so there's like sections and everything. And so everything, you can just scroll. So it's like, it's just like one long page and you just scroll and you can find everything about the author. So yes, yes. Eye opening right now for me. I'm like, okay. <laughs> So then I don't have to go about building five pages one time for my site. I can just build one and I can still make money from my site and still build my email list. This is, this is genius. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. And in fact, my what I call my starter package, my one-pager package, when I first did my first one and then she started telling people about it and it was just like a one-off thing I did for a friend for because she needed it and she was doing something for me in return. Yeah. Oh my God. People were like wanting it now. And it, I was like, I didn't know this was a thing. Like I, I did them, but I didn't know it was like such a pop would be such a popular thing. And so when I finally when I made it my, an offer, it started selling like hotcakes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. I, this Wow. I'm, I'm speechless because it's just something you did for somebody. And you would never believe that this is what prisons need. Just one page. I just want one page. They don't want to spend too much money on it. They want one page with everything on it. I like that. I need to get the one page website as well, too. Well, I'm, I'm here for you. <laughs> I know that. I know exactly where to go now to get my, my author website up and running because I have one to get up and running. So I know exactly where to come now. And I'm glad that you have it in a, in a package. They actually have a starter package. So it makes it more inviting. Persons would definitely want to work with you on that. So I'm keeping you in mind. <laughs> you are listening to the Books, Blogs and Business podcast show with Jibu Nicole. Jibu Nicole is an independent author and book marketing coach who helps writers to write and finish their stories and market themselves online. She offers limited coaching sessions every single month on various topics of the book marketing process. If you would like one-on-one attention to your book marketing needs, then click the link in the show notes and save your spot today. When it comes to us having our website, a lot of persons don't really understand. You have a website and then that's it. Um, I have met persons who they have the website there and they don't really take care of the website. The back end of their site is not optimized and there's just things that are missing or things that are not in place and it doesn't function properly. So let's talk about like the website practices. We want our website to function properly. And as authors, we want persons when they come there, they come with intention, they see what they need to get and they buy it. 
So then what are some of the website practices that we as authors should engage in or as website owners should engage in to make sure that our website is optimized for our visitors? Are, are you talking about on the front end or the back end? I would say on the front end because okay. I know a lot of persons are already technical with the back end right now. So let's just do the front end for now. Okay, gotcha. Um, first of all, I definitely believe that your site should be pretty and designed very nicely. Mm-hmm. That's like what I do. That's like I know inside out the best design techniques and I can make a beautiful site. But your site has to be more than just pretty. Mm-hmm. It has to be a site where when people come to your site, they're not just like, ooh, it's pretty, but then they don't really know what to do or they're confused about what's going on or how to do, you know, what you do or how they get to what they want. Your site needs to also be simple and easy to navigate. I will always build a simple, a simple and easy to navigate site over some huge site with a lot of bells and whistles and moving parts. Yeah. Because when if people come to your, your site and it's not simple and easy to navigate, or meaning they come to your site, they know what your what your site's about, they know what you're offering, and they know how to get what you're offering. That's the important part. So simple and easy to navigate. And then the next thing that I talk to people about is that you don't want like a wall of text. People don't read that. They tune out, their eyes glaze over, and they leave. You want, so even if you have a page where you do, you for whatever reason, you do need to have, give them a lot of information in a text format, that's fine, but you need to break it up. Break it up into chunks, mix in some images, and that will keep people interested in reading and not making their eyes glaze over that they're, they've come to an encyclopedia. No one wants to read that. Yeah. And then something else that's really important and that I see people doing a lot is overpopulating their the menu navigation bar at the top. You want to keep as few you want to keep your navigation bar as minimal as possible. If there's too too many things to click on in the navigation bar, it overwhelms people and they don't know what to click on and so they tend to leave because you have things on there that aren't really that important they'll click on the non-important things and not necessarily ever see the important things like what you want them to do whether it's buy your book buy your services whatever it is okay so minimal navigation par- bar with only the important places that you want people to go okay and then ctas which are calls to action meaning buy my book get my freebie, whatever your, your different call to actions are, first of all, they need to be very clear. And I know this sounds like it would be common sense, but sometimes people make them not clear and people don't understand what you're asking them to do. And they're not going to do anything if they don't understand what it is that you're offering. And then you want to have your call to actions in more than just one place on your site. Now, if you have a, a one pager, like we were just talking about, you'll, generally have probably three different places of call to actions, two for buying your book and one for your freebie. But um, on a big, some people make, make the mistake of thinking they only need their call to action on one page of their site. If they have like a five page site, say you want your, your call to actions to be throughout your site. 
so that when on almost every page they land, there's a call to action. So you don't want it just on one place on your site. And then your call to actions, you want to make it easy for the visitor to take that action. It needs to be as simple as possible. Don't make them jump through a bunch of hoops. And some people make it where they have to click here and then give all this information and then click over here. They have to keep going and going. You want them, you want to make it easy for the visitor to say yes. They click the button, say yes, I want this, and then you make it easy for them to get it. Okay. And then the, uh, this is something that I know people don't like it when I talk about it. This is not the sexy part of website design and building, but what a lot of people don't know and that I always want to educate people on is that there are legal requirements that have to be on your site by law and that you can be fined thousands and thousands of dollars mm-hmm. if you don't comply with this. And minimally, you need a privacy policy on your site. Um, if you're selling anything, uh, like most of you are as authors, I would also want you to have a terms and conditions, but minimally a privacy policy you need on your site. And this needs to be um, a legally compliant one. Yeah. Um, some people think they can go and copy and paste from different places or write their own. I don't recommend that. You can either hire your own lawyer to do it, or there are, and I can, I, if you ever want to know, I can send you to someone who is a lawyer and she sells legally compliant templates. And it's a lot, obviously not as expensive as going through a private lawyer to draft your privacy policy. Yeah. But again, if you do not comply with this, and I see so many websites that don't, you can literally be fined by what I think the FCC for thousands of dollars. So you need to have you need to have your website be legally compliant to protect yourself and protect your business. Wow, I'm just thinking that with regards to the legal aspect of it, especially, this is something that should definitely be done because authors, you know, especially if you have one page, which means that you don't even have the funds to get started with a big website, so you're starting small. So you definitely do not want to end up in the hot water with regards to legality issues and then being sued and fine thousands of dollars for not having a simple document like a privacy policy, which is amazing. And I would also think that too, I thought like the, the terms of conditions would be more important than the privacy policy. I never thought that the privacy policy was more important. No, the privacy policy is the... Okay, let me first get this out here. I am not a lawyer. I'm not speaking as a lawyer. I'm speaking about what I have, what I know as a website designer. And I, like I talk about, there is a lawyer that I work with who I learn all this stuff from. Okay. And so the privacy policy is the most important. As I said, I always think you should have a terms and conditions. And then also if you are like, say you, okay, we're talking to authors here. Say you're a health coach writing a book, or even if you're a doctor writing a book, I think you need to have a disclaimer also on your, well, my, the lawyer I know, has told me that you need to have a disclaimer on your website, you know, to the effect of the term, you know, I'm not your doctor. We're not establishing a doctor patient relationship. You know, this, the information here is, is purely for informational purposes. You know, if you 
have questions, you know, whatever, you need to go see your own personal physician, blah, 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 that kind of thing. But minimally for a normal website, you at least need a privacy policy, though I do agree with you. I also recommend a terms and conditions. Again, I'm not a lawyer. I'm getting this from a lawyer that I work hand in hand with and helping my clients to keep their websites compliant. <laughs> yeah. No, I totally agree with you because I, I, I know about having a privacy policy. I know about having the terms and conditions and even the disclaimer as well too, especially when you are selling like affiliate products on your site, you need to always state that these are affiliate links and that if a person... Oh, that's so important. Very, very, very important. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And the, the, when you sign up for affiliates as well too, they tell you that you need to make sure that you state that you're affiliate of them because you could get yourself in hot water. You could get fined. You could get charged. So definitely important when it comes to having these, these um, legal documents on your site. And as I said before, we don't want to find ourselves being sued, especially when we don't even have the money to get, you know, like five pages of websites. Exactly. You, know, if you, so... can't, if you can't afford a five page website yet. You definitely can't afford to be fined, you know, thousands of dollars by the FCC. So, so those would be my five top, you know, best website practices right there. Not that that's an exhaustive list, but I know we don't have time here to go through, you know, um, 25 point list, but those would be my top five, um, good website practices that's good to know there's, there's 25 plus of best yeah, practices I, I don't know the exact number but you know <laughs> <laughs> and i guess when persons work with you you will let them know okay this is what you need to do this is what you need to make sure that you have and things like that when it comes to the process talking about that the process to work with you what does that look like so say my audience is like okay i'm gonna get her to help me build my site what does that look like for them so typically most people come to me, they do, they actually do come to me via my website and there's, you know, a book a call button. And so the first thing I, you know, they, they book the call and that's a complimentary call. There's no charge for that. And all we do is we sit down and we just have a conversation. It does. It's generally a 30 minute call and you tell me what your needs are. And I tell you, you know, what I, my, what my thoughts are about, you know, how I can help you to meet those needs and the requirements that you need, you know, and you can ask me whatever questions you want so that you get all of your questions answered about how this process will go and how it will work. And then, you know, we decide, or you decide if you want to move forward, you know, or not with me. And then, so once we decide, yes, we want to work together, then um, I have a very, I make my onboarding process as simple as possible for you. And so, you know, you'll get, you'll get, you know, the invoice, the contract. And then once all of that boring stuff is taken care of, then I send you a comprehensive form, I guess, for lack of a better word. It's kind of more than a form, but it's, it's, I don't, let's just say it's a form. And in it, you will, I, I ask you all kinds of questions about your vision for your website and um, what you want it to do for you, how you want it to make your visitors feel, how, what, you know, every, all, all of everything that I need to know to 
build your website and, you know, including, you know, any, any integrations that you might need. Um, if you're selling something, you're definitely going to need a payment gateway. So, you know, I'll need to know all that information. Just anyway, this onboarding form is, is very comprehensive and basically you answer all the, all the information I need in order to build your website. I also, with that form, I send you a Google folder where we will share, where you will drop like any of your photos, any of your copy for your website, anything, any like documents that I need or photos that I need or images that I need go in that Google folder. And once I have all of that, then we sit down for our kickoff call. And that call will go over, you know, your form and I will, you know, based on the information you gave me and I might ask you more questions about it to make sure that I know exactly what you want. And once I feel like we've gone through everything that I, that, that I need and I've got all the information I need to build to your site, then I'll let you know the timeline. I, I work very differently and I, um, I actually have packages where I do websites in a day or in a week. So you can really know the timeline before. But anyway, I will make sure that you know it. And then whenever that day is that day or that week is scheduled for you, I will let you know whenever I get started. And as I go through the process, like once the home page is finished, then I will show you the home page. And you can say, oh, I like that or oh, I don't like that, you know. And then once we have the home page finalized, the rest of the website. If, if it's more than a one-page website, goes pretty quickly. Getting the homepage um, finalized is probably the longest process of it. And the reason is because everything else, everything else in the website kind of flows from the homepage and how it's designed. Anyway, at each, at each stage, I'll, I'll, I'll give you progress. I will show you, you know, the progress that I've made. And then um, once we have it like we like it, then... I get the website up and live for you and you're good to go. <laughs> wow. I also want to say the way I work, it's a very collaborative process. Like I do know some web designers. In fact, there's a, a client of mine right anyway. There's someone I know right now. She used to be um, a client when I, with a, who did, um, I did her maintenance work on her website. And she has a friend who's getting a website designed by some, by, I don't know what her name is. And she, like, can't even see the site. She's only sending her, like, little bitty screenshots that you can barely see, and she won't let her see the site. I don't do that. My, my process is very transparent, and it's a very collaborative process, and um, you see everything as, as it progresses live. Wow. Wow. As you're speaking, I can actually see the client being walked through the entire process it's clear it's understandable they know what they get first second third which is good because especially when you don't know what you're getting yourself into you definitely need to know upfront what it is what's what's going to take place what's the first step what's the second step what do you need me to do so i like how you go about doing your work that's that's great i also too did not know that so much work was involved in getting a website up and running so I am, I am, my eye has been opened. I may have made it sound like more work than it is. I didn't mean no. to do that. <laughs> <laughs> no, but when you, when you lay out the entire process, you recognize like, wow, a lot is involved in getting the site up and running. Cause I think persons may think, oh, it's just really easy, you know, 
Um, for me as well too, I just go onto Pinterest, I see a site and I'm like, oh, that site looks good, you know. But I don't think, wow, this probably took um some some time and some thought to go into just to get this site up and running. So that was definitely cleared up there for me. So I hope I didn't make it sound too overwhelming. I promise it's really not. I do my best to make it not overwhelming. So I hope that didn't <laughs> I hope I didn't just shoot myself in the foot by making it sound worse than it is. It's not, I promise. <laughs> For me, it's really clear. And I really hope that my listeners as well too, they see how clear it is as well too. And then you said it's a collaboration, which means that you're holding their hand and you're guiding them as you go along. So the thing that we always look for is to have someone there with us. So if we have an issue, we they, you are there. We can contact you or you contact them so they know what they're getting. So once they know that you are there, it's it's pretty easy and I like it. I really like it. Yes. Oh, and that makes it, I, I did forget one thing. Once I hand off your website to you, um, I put, I customize the back end and I put in little tutorial videos showing you how to make simple updates to your site, which is really, really, I think, an important service that I offer because, and I know this from, remember I told you back when I had my first website designed for me when I didn't know how to design websites? Yeah. When I, I, there, you know, your business changes, stuff changes. You have new books come out. You have new products come out. You have new, you want to update your website. I couldn't update my own website. Yeah. And that was a horrible feeling. And I don't want that for anyone. So now, that doesn't mean that you have to. I have clients who are like, I don't want to do it, Tiffany. You do it for me. And that's fine. <laughs> but um, I always want to make sure that once I hand off your website to you, that you can make those simple, you know, text edits and image edits yourself that you don't have to be beholden to anyone or pay anyone to do those for you. I like that. I like that because it is true. Persons, when you have to update you do need to know how to do it. And I remember too, this reminds me of when I encountered, I think we were in a co-working session and I encountered someone who said that they got someone to build their site for them. And what happened is that they don't know how to use it or update it. And so every time they need to update the site, they have to go back to the person and they have to pay exorbitant amounts of money just to Mm -hmm. do little updates on the site. And the person never taught them how to do basic things. And I just found that wasn't too right because at least you need to know how to update certain things on the site. Maybe not how to probably add a page and do a full page, but little things, you know? Just, yeah, the normal little updates. Like I said, you 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 want a different image in there. You You want to update your copy. I mean, that should not be something that you have to go pay someone to do unless you choose to do that. But yeah, I mean, there are going to be bigger things that, you know, you are going to, like you said, adding a whole new page or adding a new whatever. But I mean, for the, for the simple updates, you need to be able to to be able to do that on your site yourself, I think. Yeah. I agree with that. I definitely agree with that. And for a person who, you know, they are listening to this and they're like, okay, yes, I do want to work with Tiffany, but I want to get to know her a little bit better or get to see what she has do you have like a, a guide or a free checklist or something that they can get started with so that when they do start to work with you, they are more comfortable? Um, sure. I have what I call 
um, a client winning website cheat sheet checklist. Nice. <laughs> yes, um, you can get it. My you can get it at tiffanynicole.com slash. You're probably gonna want to. Make, um, it's kind of a, I, I should probably make this link shorter now that I'm looking at it. So it's tiffanymcgoal.com slash website dash checklist dash cheat sheet. Okay, so we will add those in the show notes at the end of this episode so that you can go and check that out. The last thing that I want persons to know about you is how can they get in contact with you? How can they connect with you? Tell us the social media accounts that you have and of course your website name. So my website, you can always obviously contact me through my website, tiffanynicole.com. And you have to remember, my mom liked to be different. So Nicole is spelled with a Y, not an I. So N-Y-C-O-L-E. So tiffanynicole.com. You can always contact me through my website. If you want to, um, like, just say for some reason, you just want to go ahead and schedule a call with me, you can go to chatwithtiffany.com and schedule a call with me there, too. Um, and then, of course, I always have email, which is tiffany at tiffanynicole.com. Any of those three ways, you can you can reach me. Oh, nice. So we have the website. We have the chat.tiffanynicole.com. And then we, of course, have your email. So I will definitely put all those links in the show notes so that whoever is listening, they can get in contact with you and start building their amazing site. I want to thank you so much, Tiffany, for being here. Oh, thank you for having me. Yes, I had so much fun and learning more about websites and web building and the practices and things like that. Things that I didn't even know or thought about definitely came to light in this episode. So I want to thank you so much for coming and shedding light on how we should go about building our websites and why we need to have them. Thank you so much. Oh, you are so welcome. I had so much fun and thank you for having me. Didn't you just have a blast? I know I did. A wealth of information that if you didn't know, well, now you know. After the interview as well too, I had the privilege of chatting some more with Tiffany and you won't believe how much additional things that we talked about regards, like the fact that changing the copyright date on your website can get you sued. That is something I didn't know. Please don't come for me. I didn't know that. I learned that you should do it, but we, we discussed that you shouldn't do it. The amount of things that we talked about after it literally could fill about three more podcast episodes. And so I'm thinking about it. What do you think? But if you're curious to know about the rest of our discussion, you can find out and even have your own website questions answered by heading across to tiffanynicole.com and booking a call with her. Also, don't forget to grab your free website checklist so you can start checking off the things that you need on your site. And you can get that website checklist at tiffanynicole.com forward slash website dash checklist dash cheat sheet. I would definitely put a link in the description for everything that we talked about in this episode. I really hope that you guys enjoyed this episode as much as I did and that it gives you some encouragement to get started with your site. And I would love to see the different sites and the different ideas that you have. So please let me know what you think about this episode. And until next week, keep writing. You were listening to the Books, Blogs, and Business podcast show with Joe and Nicole. All resources mentioned in this podcast can be found in the show notes of this episode. Share this episode with your favorite social media platform and tag me. By doing so, help many of your other fellow writers to learn how they can get their books visible and into readers' hands. And one more thing, head across to your favorite podcast player 
and leave books, blogs, and business a review so that I can know how much you really love the show. I'm Joe Nicole, and until next week, keep writing.